This is the Wildly Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Luke. And I'm Holly. Through our website and this podcast, we're seeking to connect with what Wildly Wellbeing means. And by listening today, you're joining us. Today, we want to give an introduction to ourselves. So I'm Holly. I'm a 31-year-old art history geek, runner, eater and maker of cakes, and lover of travel and adventure. And I'm currently trying to add wine connoisseur and speaker of Spanish to that list. I'm Luke, and in the regular day job world, I direct and support international charities and coach businesses on inclusion and representation. I'm also a budding writer, particularly travel writing, and I'm also partial to a bit of running. Recently got into yoga and trying to figure out how we bring all that together balancing with social justice and figuring out what this worldly well-being malarkey actually means. So what are your thoughts on that so far? I think at the moment, I've come to a place where I've realised that travel is both really important to me on a personal level. I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. I think probably most of my disposable income goes on travel experiences. And I really value being abroad and connecting with new people, new food, learning about a place, but then also layering in with the personal, how do I connect my experiences of the world at times being incredibly unjust, both internationally, but also nationally at home in the UK? How do I layer in the personal satisfaction of travel, but also the knowledge that actually I need to do something about how the world is? And I think travel has the ability to impact me personally, but also the ability to bring about change and transform people's lives. I really like what you're saying there. And for myself, like you, I've traveled widely and been lucky enough to live in two other countries. So I really appreciate being a global citizen. I know that I've gained a lot personally from the world. I've had some amazing experiences had some life lessons, and it's really shaped me as a person. So I guess worldly well-being for me is about acknowledging what we've gained and also connecting with these things. So not only for ourselves, but for all of us, how we can grow in a worldly sense, even if we don't have the privilege of travel, and what it looks like in everyday lives for all of us. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think there's something about that connecting and and meeting with people and the sharing of experience that's really important. I think both of us in our travel experiences have found the value of meeting with people. I think there's something really valuable about the aspects of shared story and shared experience that needs to be articulated in a way that people can, can access it. Absolutely. And so it doesn't become something that we're lucky to have done. We can all have access to. For me, one of the experiences that really sticks out in my mind about an instance where we connected with people, a trip where we connected with people and we're able to really articulate some of the the powerful learnings that that were gained during that time was when uh, you and I, Holly, traveled across nine countries in 18 days through Europe. It was epic. It was a great trip. And I think we both experienced some rather 
fantastic highs like arriving in Sweden with no place to stay and not really being able to afford to stay in an expensive place like Gothenburg and no plan other than we had to connect to a flight the next morning and the the value of talking to people locally and managing to make quite a night of it but then also that sense of load that we had in Belgrade where we realized that we'd washed all our clothes and had no way of effectively drying them. And everything was damp. It was all damp. It was all damp. But that experience was was fueled, was enabled by a friendly guy we met in the local supermarket when we were trying to figure out if we wanted to buy an entire two-litre bottle of washing detergent. And he went up to his apartment and gave us just enough to do our washing and then took us out to dinner and to a, to a bar later that evening as well. So even in that damp experience, we were able to meet with people and and find connection. Yeah, you're right. I think much of our trip was we had a basic structure, but we wanted to go with the flow. But it did revolve around the different people that we encountered, like you've mentioned, like other travellers. We even met your sister and her friends, which was lovely. It reminds you that the world is super big, but it's also really small now as well. And I think for me, that trip in particular was perhaps, you know, one of the founding seedlings for this particular endeavor. It provided perhaps a foundation for the desire to produce something like Wildly Wellbeing. Certainly for the two of us who've been friends for so long, it was a really special experience to do it with someone that you know so well. And I think you're right. This is probably the beginning. Little did we know during that damp and dirty time. So we, in fact, go back 23 years to date, back to when we were a couple of eight-year-olds in a Sunday school class. Yes, I can't believe it's been 23 years. For me, the only real indicator I have to show that time has passed is looking back at photos and seeing how horrific our haircuts have been during each of those stages in our lives. Let's not even think about the visuals um, of some of our haircuts and outfit choices. But I think it's fair to say our friendship has taken us through some of the most formative years of our lives. We've lived together. We've baked a lot of flapjack together. We've traveled together. And all of those experiences, despite sometimes being separated on different continents or different life experiences, have all kind of worked together for us to be able to partner on something like Worldly Wellbeing. Exactly. And so we decided that we wanted to collaborate on a project that allows us to bring together our individual and our shared experiences, our thoughts and our reflections on these. We both value the positive impact of travel and the impact it has on our own personal well-beings. But we also wanted to share and explore this impact on the global community as well and how we're bringing it back into everyday life and the people around us. So we decided to try and offer a framework that helps us analyze these experiences. We're calling it pillars. They're not hierarchical and they're not linear. One's not more important than the other and one doesn't necessarily flow into the other. They can all interrelate or stand alone based on the experience and they're to be used lightly. They're not used to be used in any kind of gospel sense, but rather just a helpful framework, a helpful narrative to try and interact with travel experiences in a fruitful way. So we've come up with three ways to do this. The first is engage. And these might be the most immediate experiences. I saw this and now I want to do that sort of behaviors. That kind of like, that waterfall looks amazing, so I really need to jump off of it. 
They are experiences grounded in what our senses see, taste, feel, and hear. Next, we have respond. And this is probably a little deeper, but that doesn't mean that it's more valuable. To respond is to be less instinctual and requires a little bit more processing. So perhaps you shared a similar experience to this when you've been traveling, something like the sight of the children sleeping rough made me feel disturbed, so I donated to a charity that works with rough sleeping children. It's a prompt to make you want to do something more, to think a little deeper, to to work a little harder. And then the third pillar is spirit. And this is based in faith in its broadest sense and looks to spiritual connection by considering what has been done but also thinking ahead to what we want to see. Like, I remember this experience and it has shaped me this way. Or perhaps I'm reducing my air travel as I hope for a greener future. Spirit doesn't have to be rooted in a religious belief or even any kind of meditative or spiritual practice. But it's that commitment to looking back at something that's happened and bringing something positive in the future by our actions. And so we've set up the website Wildly Wellbeing, on which we'll be uploading blogs. As Luke said, these aren't linear. So it might be that some blogs could fall into a couple of categories. So we'll also be producing this podcast in which we'll talk about some of the topics or the experiences that we discuss in our blogs as well. We really hope you'll join us too by reading, by listening and by sharing your thoughts and ideas. You can comment on the blogs or send us a message on our website. This was the Worldly Wellbeing Podcast. Thank you for listening.